Do you love women in the business arena? Have you checked out my new podcast, The Feminine Lens? Head on over and subscribe to The Feminine Lens. It takes the topics we explore on this podcast to a new level. You're going to love it. Where I think the work is, which is in tying physical things up in the world, getting tasks done and checking things off my list, like, you know, and making sure I have none of those tasks for January, that's actually what's not important, right? It's so easy to prioritize that masculine, that, you know, the checklist, the things that you have to do. And I now am remembering if I give myself more space to process, I will feel cleaner going into the new year. <laughs> Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. We thought today that we would talk about how to let go for the holidays, right? We're right here at the end of December. Most everybody's starting to think about taking off for the holidays, but we're running businesses. How do we unplug? How do we let go? And I know for Laura and I, we both are particularly attached to kind of cleaning everything up so we can start January new, but I don't know if that's going to happen. What do you think, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> mm, wishful thinking possibly <laughs> you know but we're not alone I have had clients report the same friends you know that I think it's I think it's the big mess of 2020 <laughs> that is giving us kind of this desire you know it's producing this desire in us to to want to wrap it all up to want to clean it up to somehow just let it it go, but in a way that feels like, okay, got that done and out of the way. Let's start, you know, bright, shiny, new January. However, I can already see that leading me into some additional stress and pressure that's not going to be beneficial. Oh my gosh. I love that. Me too. And, and I think you're exactly right. And I don't even think I've articulated this yet, but you did such a great job of just doing it. You know, I think always we kind of have this idea that we want to wrap things up nicely in December so we can start fresh in January. But 2020 has been like a whole nother beast. I just want to be like, 2020 is done. I don't want to carry it forward into 2021. I'm done. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But what we know and what I also teach my clients is that anything that we want to really let go completely of we also have to allow ourselves to acknowledge it and to feel it in order to let it go. And so, you know, that might be something to talk about right now in this conversation is just if we're really going to take care of ourselves, maybe we need a ritual also that is around the letting go ritual, acknowledging some of the, the challenges of 2020. Because I think, you know, you just want to hurry and you want to get through the door and slam it behind you. But if we don't really take a minute to process and to reflect on 2020, then we might end up unconsciously carrying some of it into the new year with us. Yes, I 
I can just, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, it's funny because I had my clients last week as part of the exercise of what we're exploring this month to do that, to honor 2020 as like a way to clear the energy before they start envisioning for 2021. And I think a lot of people struggled with it. They they were kind of like, well, how do I honor this terrible year? <laughs> How do I like, how do I do that? And I don't, and some of them thought like maybe they needed to do like a gratitude, you know, kind of process where they're like, I'm thankful for these five things this year. And I was like, no, no, no. It's about honoring it all. It's about honoring the terrible things. It's about honoring how terrible we felt. It's about honoring the losses. It's about honoring the grief. It's actually honoring it all. And that in a way almost clears the space for something new. Yeah, absolutely. And I think gratitude might be too big of a, a reach yeah. for some people, you know? And so then they're just not going to do it at all. It's like, oh, I can't feel gratitude. And so it's really important to, like you just said, bring it back to honoring. And one of the ways that is a simple way to honor something is to acknowledge it, to give it some space and name it. And I think I've shared this before, you know, always from my work with children and play therapy, I'll always remember the phrase, name it to tame it. <laughs> and we taught, you know, kids, if you really got to name the emotion or it gets wild and it takes over. And so we want to name it to tame it. And that goes for sensations in the body, for emotions. And so I think as we reflect on 2020, it's naming the events, naming those big moments, you know, just kind of thinking through, reflecting back through the year. It's like, okay, what was, what were the big things um, that actually I want to name and just acknowledge? And that's as simple as it needs to be really, you know, just acknowledge it and then release it, but not naming it, not acknowledging it. That means that it's more likely to, to carry some weight with it. And, you know, and for me, it's like acknowledging, oh, I actually closed my physical co-working space yeah. in April. Yeah. That thing, that happened, yeah. you know, cause in the midst of all of it, I kind of forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it, so much has happened this year. I feel like in so many ways we haven't acknowledged a lot of it. We just kind of have had to deal with it or go on or navigate it or, you know, but when I look at honoring, you know, so kind of similar to what you were talking about, another way to do it as well is, I don't know, it's it's like sitting with it, right? And like creating space around it. So like, let's say I was thinking about how, um, you know, the loss I really felt when COVID hit, right? So it's being able to to sit with that. Okay, that loss, it's here. You know, I felt it. All right, I can breathe into it. I can just hold a space for it. I can just allow myself to sit with it for a few minutes. And in that, it's almost like it integrates some, it, it, I don't know, I have a peace with it. And I think if we can do that with more things in our lives, I mean, this is sometimes an exercise I do at night from my day, is like sitting with what happened today that I need to just create a little space for and sit and honor and I sleep so well after that. Like there's something that happens when I allow myself to just create space for the good and the bad and the ugly, right? You know, like all of it. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's actually a tool similar to that around dream work. You know, when you really want to access your dreams, but you don't want all of the, the dreams to be just 
the superficial, your mind working out the busy day, you want to drop into the unconscious, into the deeper parts of the psyche to have those dreams be more informative. And one practice that you can do is when you're falling asleep, very similar, like reflecting about your day, but you literally kind of rewind the day and you kind of walk yourself in your mind, you know, through, okay, I just got into bed. And then right before this, you know, I put my kids to bed or right before this, I didn't, you know, and then right before that and, and really rewind and just walk through your day, very simple. And that has a way of kind of clearing the mind in order for the dreams to be more rich. Yes. Deeper. And so if you think about that for the new year, like if we just kind of rewind, just let yourself go. And, and, and that might be helpful. You don't have to jump to January. What did you do yesterday? What did you do last week? What did you do last month and the month before? And kind of go back, rewind through the year, take yourself all the way back to January and naming those things, acknowledge, sit with the big ones, you know, and then that's when you kind of let it go. And so that when you start to let your, self come into January and you want your more, um, you want your psyche to, to conjure up some new ideas and new clarity and, and new ways of seeing the world, then you're kind of starting with that fresher slate, then going into January, still processing all of those little things and the big things that are still kind of on the top of your mind. Yeah, this is really good. And it's actually like reminding me that the important work is the processing, right? I mean, I teach this, I know this, and yet I get lost in it. And that where I think the work is, which is in tying physical things up in the world, getting tasks done and checking things off my list, like, you know, and making sure I have none of those tasks for January, that's actually what's not important, right? It's so easy to again prioritize that masculine, that, you know, the checklist, the things that you have to do. And I now am remembering if I give myself more space to process, I will feel cleaner going into the new year. It's just amazing how I can lose it. Oh, yeah. Yes, we can. This is why we have these conversations and we invite our listeners to think about this because we all get caught up in just going and going. And that feels, you know, it feels productive. It feels satisfying when we check off the list. But then as I start to sit in the, vastness, I think, of what 2020 is. And I realized I'm not going to feel all of the che- the boxes are checked. Like I'm really probably not going to get to that place where, oh, it feels like a big bow. I just wrapped it all up nice and shiny. Um, it's not likely to get there. However, I, I think it is possible that I can feel more clear and more open to what's coming in the new year by letting myself sit with the process and take a little bit more time to journal. And I mean, this is what I love about this time of year that we do, you know, here in the United States, schools are closed, you know, for our kiddos at their level, you know, they're closed for a couple of weeks. Universities are closed for over a month. And um, I know that that brings us back to as entrepreneurs, we don't necessarily get to always close our doors. However, one of the reasons that we became entrepreneurs is to be in control of the culture that we create. And so it was very important to me and my co-working space, I would literally close the doors for my staff and for myself for the two-week time. Now I told my members, 
you can still come in. You have a key, you have access, like this is your office. You can work as much as you want, but there will not be the same services provided for these couple of months because I'm doing this as a place of self-care and I want to model that and I want to embrace that as a culture. So it can be something, I mean, I I get not everyone is a brick and mortar. You may have an online business, but like, how do you then automate things or how do you set the expectations for clients and customers so that they know that, you know what, you're like going to the mat. It like you're going into the cave or you're going into your space because you need to do that in order to serve them at your best capacity in the coming months, in the coming years. Yes, yes. I mean, I always take at least two weeks off. At least it's two weeks this year. It was a month last year and the year before. I I think it's so important. Like, like I crave that time. I, you know, look forward every year to that time where I can really unplug. I set expectations with my clients. I set expectations with everyone else. You know, it's so important to allow myself that space because I need it to process before I had I jump into a new year. I need I need that quietness, that going to the mat, that journaling, that unfolding, that just being with the family even. Um, and I'm so renewed and refreshed when I come out of it. Yeah. And this again, you know, we've talked about in multiple episodes, but we forget the power of those moments of slowing down and practicing stillness and getting into that place. We, we don't value those moments as much as we do the productive ones. I'm doing some little air quotes here. You know, it's like the ones where we're going to get it done in a, for some reason, those tasks when it's operational and administrative and, um, you know, marketing and getting these things done, we give ourselves so much permission to do that because it feels like, oh yeah, we're getting ahead. We're getting somewhere. We're making things happen. Yet I am reminded time and time again, that I am just as maybe it's on par or sometimes even more so more productive in a different way. Um, more, I would say clear when I slow down and I take time to reflect on my business and I unplug, like those are those are the things that actually get me to the next level. I guess I'll say that those moments of taking time off and taking care of myself and especially following rhythms, like here in the Western hemisphere, this is a time of cold for us in our holiday break means we can be a bear and we can hibernate and we can get into that energy of the winter solstice, you know? And so it's like, how do we embrace that? And when I do, I'm so I'm like leaps and bounds I come back kind of leaps and bounds. I feel like I drop into new consciousness in my business. I come back, like you said, reinvigorated. And I still forget that sometimes, like when I'm just work, 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 and I won't stop, you know? And then I'm like, Laura, you know that your most effective moments come from stillness. Yes. Like I know this so deeply in my bones, right? And yet... I can can completely lose control of it. And I think, you know, we do talk about this a lot on the podcast, but it's because we all need the reminders. It's almost like us against the world, like the world is set through the patriarchal masculine lens. So it's like that that world is rush, 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 do, do, do. Like it, we're literally, when we 
go to stillness, when we take time, when we prioritize capacity, we're literally against the whole state of the way the world works. And I think, you know, we don't really give that enough attention to recognize we have to be vigilant with our self-care and capacity, like vigilant. Like I know, you know, and I'm like right in the heat of this right now because having changed everything this year, like so much is on the verge of changing. I'm, you know, I've launched my new website uh, by the time this is, you know, put out. I've started a new podcast. You know, there's so many structures and changes I've had in my world and in my business. And uh, first of all, I haven't really sat down and been like, honoring all this change, space for all this change. And, you know, I was telling someone today, it's like I've been on this train track and now the creation is just moving without me. I, there's, we're like not at a train stop yet. <laughs> it's just going, going, going. And I have, I don't know, I've like, it's like I've forgotten that, that I need to prioritize capacity or it's more like I have given my sovereignty up to the creation, Right. I almost have said I have no control when really I have total control. (laughs) Right. I could right now I could slow the train down. I could like, you know, have more capacity. I could choose right now today to do this. And yet I've given up my sovereignty to this creation, to everything that's being created, to everything that's in motion. And I'm just now kind of waking up and remembering (laughs) for the thousandth time that, oh wait, no, I'm in control of this damn train. <laughs> I can I can put the damn brakes on right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's those must, those like, oh, I should do this and I must do this. Yeah. And, you know, we get caught up in the expectations. And I know for me, this is why I have to unplug from social media, you know, just giving myself permission to be like, you know what? You don't have to show up on Instagram. You don't have to show up on Twitter. Like they'll all be fine. They're not going to notice. Ooh, one less story, one less post they got to <laughs> process, right? It's like, no one's going to really notice, but we get caught up in it that it's like, oh, but I've got to show up for the world and I got to keep this thing, this train going. The reality is most people are self-absorbed. I mean, most people are caught up in trying to manage themselves. So they're not going to notice. I mean, if you go dark for a year, maybe, but if you go dark for a couple of days, if you go dark for a couple of weeks, even a month, you know? People are not going to abandon that social media channel for the most part, or they're not going to abandon you. Most likely they're just going to, you know, turn their attention and then they're going to come back and wonder what you're up to. And then when you actually explain, this is when it comes back to setting expectations. When you actually explain to your clientele, to your fans, Hey, I'm going dark for a little bit. I'm going into my cave. I'm going into my, onto my yoga mat because I need this time to decompress. I need this time to reflect. I need this time. How about you? Like, are you taking this time? And it gives you permission, you know, kind of takes off the pressure when you just set those expectations up. And, and I think it's hard, like when you're talking about, you know, you you're launching, you've got lots of new things. It's really hard that momentum, you know, to just be like, Oh, let me just all of a sudden slow that down. But you can remember that you do have that choice at any point. If it's too much, you know, you can be like, Hey, everybody, um, exciting. We're going to spread out the anticipation and we're going to lengthen the time. Well, and <laughs> like you said, you know, it's so interesting. I mean, like today I had to sit down with myself and be like, what is real, right? Like what is actually real for me? 
And, you know, of course, what I came down to was this moment, my sensation, right? My feeling, being here, like that's what's real, right? Not, you know, my social media following (laughs) or like what posts I'm going to put out for the launch or, you know, like I really had to bring myself back in to remind myself of what is real, like my breathing in, my breathing out, right? It's so easy to lose sense and get caught up in the frenzy out there and that that's real. That's not all real. That's like, you know, does it really matter if no one knows about my launch for a few weeks? It really doesn't. I mean, I know that inside I'm like, no, 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 I got to do all these things. But it really doesn't matter. And I think we have to bring ourselves back to that reality check to what's important, to what's real. And yeah, and remember that like our capacity and our groundedness and our centeredness, like that is important work. That is the most important work in our business. And it's allowing that to be there all the time. Yes. And I just had an example of this, a living, working example that happened that I was so grateful for because what I was starting to feel at the end of November, I guess, and then at the beginning of this month was I was feeling a lot of creative energy. I was feeling a lot of good excitement. And I felt like, okay, I, there's, there's, and maybe it was a little bit like, okay, I have energy. I can wrap things up. I can get things figured out. There was something that felt really good in that energy, but I also felt really overwhelmed by it. And I, cause I couldn't focus it. And I was doing like all last week, I would start something and then I did, Ooh, you know, shiny objects, shiny objects, squirrel, squirrel, you know, I just, I I couldn't ever complete anything. And I was like, what is this energy? I feel like I could really get something done, but I can't do anything with it. And I remembered when I feel this way, I got to go to my yoga mat or got to go to my my meditation cushion more specifically, got to get on my cushion. And I have to really commit to at least a 15, 20 minute quiet meditation and let myself ground all of that energy into my body. Because what I was doing is I was letting it spin around me and I was letting it inform thoughts, but nothing really was landing. And I wasn't really, I mean, what's beautiful about our bodies is that it is like a grounding element. I mean, we ground energy. That's why lightning is challenging for us. Um, You know, we can actually take energy and bring it in, but you have to be very intentional to to feel it swirling, bring it in, drop into your body, fill the earth as a support. And so I did that last week, actually. I just was like, I've got to really calm down and I really need to somatically ground this energy in my body. And then I had a question, my intuition just kind of, floated this question. And I asked myself, you know, what is it that I really need to focus on right now? What's the one thing? And I ask often in those moments of myself and of the universe, please show me the one thing. And so I finished my meditation and it felt really good. And I was feeling a lot more embodied and calm. And so I went to my computer and I'm, I'm working and, and then I go to this website, um, that I'm really interested in this new, um, new website for me that is a resource for entrepreneurs and mental health. And I see that they have a webinar today. Oh my goodness. It's the same day in three hours. 
and it's free because there's a community um, discount code that they just launched. And so in my calmness, I see that where it was there before probably or somewhere on that website, but I saw it, I noticed it, I signed up and I attended this webinar and I was giddy on this webinar because it was my people. It was all of these academics and uh, mental health professionals and founders talking about mental health. And I get off the call and I'm just like, wow, this is so exciting. I have all this energy and it really, and I start doing all of these very focused tasks. And it wasn't until later on that day that I had this moment. I was like, oh my goodness, I just got my focus back. I was looking at all these things when really I have a book to revisit about entrepreneurship and mental health. I have communities that I want to reach out to around entrepreneurship and mental health. And it was this interesting moment where that ability to ground my energy allowed me to see an opportunity that led me to future opportunities. And for the next few days, I had this new clarity, this new energy. Every time I went to my computer, I would, if everything was falling, I was like falling into place. I would see what I needed to do and I would grab things. And it was just like, whoa, it's back. The flow is back. And so that story to explain that that didn't come from me checking the boxes. It actually came from me stopping everything and sitting in myself. And then my perception changed when I went back into the world, when I went to my computer, when I was looking at content, it was just like the shiny object that needed to be seen. All of a sudden, it was the only thing that was there and I could see it. That's such a good example. It's such a great example. And I think I hear from a lot of people, they struggle with clarity and focus, right? And I think part of it is we're exhausted, right? When I'm exhausted, and I'm a little bit of that way right now, there is an inability to discern what's important. And I mean, I'm good at discerning what's important. But when I'm exhausted, or when I'm tired, or when, you know, I'm over capacity, Everything looks important. Everything seems important. And this is where we lose that objectiveness or that even subjectiveness, that that wisdom of where we should focus because everything needs to be focused on, you know, and there's that and we don't realize that it's that that that's the problem is that we're tired and that we're over capacity and that we have not created space to see because space allows us to see it allows us to see what's important. It allows us to see what we should focus on. It allows us to hone in on the thing that matters, the thing that will get our get us results. Instead, we we deny ourselves the space and then we lose focus and then we're doing everything and then we're creating nothing, right? Like it's so <laughs> illogical. I like that. We're doing everything and yet we are creating nothing. Yes. When you feel that, that is the moment to breathe and step back. And it can be really hard. I mean, I definitely am in it just going and going and going and going for a little bit before I figure it out. And then as soon as I do, oh, this is one of those, I can't see clearly anymore. And that's exactly what it was. I couldn't discern. I couldn't discern what I was interested in. I couldn't discern where to put my energy, what tasks to do. And then as soon as I did that, everything around that subject because entrepreneurial, you know, entrepreneurship and mental health is, is the thing I do, but I didn't know what to do next. And I didn't know how to go about it. It was something that I was just, I was kind of lost in. 
And then it was amazing how that embodiment and that ability to ground the energy allowed me to have a laser like focus. And all of a sudden I could see everything that needed to be seen and all of the other stuff that was unnecessary was not even interesting. It wasn't even on my radar. Yes. So the lesson and the moral of the story (laughs) or the moral of this podcast episode is take time off this season, right? You're right here. It's like December 20th or the week after. Take time off to ground yourself, to allow space, to sit on your mat, to really disconnect from all the things out there so that you can actually be focused and clear when you come back to work in January. Yes. Yes. And I, and I want to remind everyone that this is the work you're taking time off. This is the deeper important piece of your being an entrepreneur and having a business. This is the part to put that time in to really reflect and you don't need everything wrapped up. You don't need it all checked off. You just need to come back to yourself and ground that energy and get really clear and, and have fun and belly laugh and you know be with loved ones or be alone, whatever it is that you need to do. And yeah, and you'll be able to come into 2021 much more clear, much more, I think, what is the word? Refreshed and revigorated. Yeah. yeah. Reinvigorated, yeah. Yeah, reinvigorated. Let's do it. Let's do it. 2021, (laughs) we'll be ready for you. (laughs) All right. I think that's a perfect place to end for today. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Have you tried all the things to grow your service business? The marketing hacks, the coaching programs, every downloadable secret the gurus are selling. Maybe you've also tried selling out yourself, whether by following someone else's guidance or ignoring your own. But what if there was another way? Here is the truth. The business struggle you are having isn't about marketing, sales, or even your target market. It is a struggle with worthiness. When you don't feel worthy, you over-deliver, you undersell, you struggle with boundaries, charge less than your worth, and have difficulty explaining your value. Now, I've seen over the last 20 years that for women, the core of business struggle is a struggle with worth. This is why my business program tackles this first. Yes, we also address your business structures, we address sales and marketing, but they're done through a totally different lens of worthiness. Right now, I'm selling my spots for 2021. And this will be the last time I offer one-to-one in my program. If you've ever thought of working with me, now is the time to reach out. We can have a chat to see if I'm the right fit for you. Head over to sonyastatman.com or connect with me on any of my socials. I promise you, it's worth it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.